The Utah Jazz turnaround is actually more than it's capable to comprehend. And there's no single key. But if there was, is it Colin Sexton? We look at that. Plus, Will Hardy, very open about his relationship with Colin. Next on Locked on Jazz. You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Today on Locked On Jazz, we're going to dig into the turnaround. Just make sure we understand exactly what's happened because it's truly incomprehensible. Colin Sexton and what he means to the team. But last night I asked Will Hardy about Colin. And Will Hardy gave an incredible three-minute and 30-second answer about his relationship with Colin and how Colin's got to the spot. Then we'll dig into whether or not Colin Sexton is actually the key to this whole thing, but there can't be one key when there's this big a turnaround. Rick Carlisle told the truth last night when he said that the Jazz are playing their tough guys, and that is what's changed who they are. We'll dig into that as well. Uh, there is a number or two right now that is beginning to be a little bit of a outlier. Uh, of the level in which the Jazz are playing. So we'll dig into that. So big show uh, coming up for you. I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz. It's your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thank you for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. And thank you very much for all the everydayers out there who stop by and are part of this each and every day, we are free and available on all podcasting apps and on YouTube. Please subscribe, follow, it's free, and then hit the bell button on YouTube so that you get notified every time uh, we post a show. Thank you very much. Uh, and five-star reviews are always. Thank you. Uh, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel, official sports book of Locked On. FanDuel makes every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right. We're going to try to digest and under like ride this. It's incredible. It's been going on for a long time. But let's try to make sure we really, really, really understand what has happened here. So first thing, right now, the Jazz are ninth in the Western Conference. They are half a game behind the Phoenix Suns. They are a game and a half ahead of the LA Lakers. They are a game and a half ahead of the Houston Rockets, who seem to be falling on tougher times. And they're three games against the head of the Golden State Warriors, who they play on Wednesday. Now let's really dig into this, because this is crazy. I feel like I should have made a little banner script for the bottom of this, so I might type this out um, as I as I write this out. In the first 23 games of the season, Okay, in the first 23 games of the season, the Utah Jazz were six and 17. No, we're seven and 16, seven and 16. They had the 27th differential in the NBA. Differential is your offensive rating minus your defensive rating for 100 possessions. And then that difference, the only teams that had a worse differential through 23 games were the San Antonio Spurs, the Washington Wizards, and the Detroit Pistons. The offense was 26th. The defense 
was 26th. So on December 12th, we leave Oklahoma City. We got throttled. And we're the 27th ranked team in the NBA. And the only teams that are worse are Detroit, who lost 30, whatever, in a row. San Antonio lost like 20 in a row. And Washington, who's dreadful. Since December 12th, when Chris Dunn, excuse me, when Colin Sexton and Simone Fontecchio go into the starting lineup, the Jazz are 15 and 4. They have the sixth best differential. The only teams that are better are Boston, New Orleans, who's on fire, Oklahoma City, the Nuggets, and the 76ers. They have the sixth best offense. And they have the 11th best defense. The sixth best offense and the 11th best defense. Okay. So this is the first kind of, I'm not trying to damper anything here, but just point out our differential is the sixth best in the NBA. Our record's the best. Like, so we're, we're outperforming. Okay, fine. We're not the best team in the NBA. I'll take being the sixth best team because we were 27th. The Jazz went from minus 8.8, minus 9, to plus 7 per 100 possessions. The Jazz have swung per 100 possessions 16 points without a trade, Without a major injury, I mean, Lowry was hurt in some of the stretch, but Lowry was hurt in kind of both of these stretches. He's a part, is, if I remember correctly, I'm going to go check it right now, make sure I'm right. Lowry's injuries. So without a major injury, without a major, not like John Morant coming back from suspension, without a trade, without anything other than a lot of coaching and a lot of belief. Lowry has missed one game since then. So Lowry was out for the portion before this. So there is a little bit of an injury comeback because actually Lowry had missed of the eight games Lowry of the 10 games Lowry's missed, eight of them were in that stretch. And so maybe if you go back, hey, we only lost the Clippers in Oklahoma City by 14 without Lowry, maybe we were making this progress. But on the December 13th, I'm guessing there was a meeting December 12th, the Jazz insert Simone Fontecchio and Colin Sexton into the starting lineup. And then on December 21st, they take it a step further and they add Chris Dunn instead of Keontae George into the starting lineup. And Keontae is doing wonderful things, but rookie point guards don't help you win. Veteran point players who, like, the rookies just don't help you win. We've talked about it a million times. I don't need to belabor it. Since then, the Jazz are 12-2 and two with the fourth best offense, the sixth best defense, and the fourth best differential in the last 14 games. That's when Chris Dunn suddenly was added to the starting lineup. Just like Sarah Todd said on our preseason interview when we had her. And Lowry doesn't play on that night. That's in Detroit on the 21st. And maybe that game's really important. Mm -hmm. Detroit, it lost 24 in a row. It sure felt like we were in the midst of of being the team that was going to end the streak. We were the underdogs. And maybe the fact that this team got through the game on the 21st, Chris Dunn playing 33 minutes, with the Keontae was out, Lowry was out, 
Kelly Olenek has a monster game with 27 points, three rebounds, and six assists and four steals. Maybe that's the night that, like, they got through that hurdle, they didn't lose that game, and then they found a way. So, the turnaround is just remarkable. Now the question is why, right? And I don't think there's one easy answer to it. But if I started down the road of where I would go, I would probably go to, you know, my points gained, which if you listen, if you're an everydayer, you know, is my offensive metric on how you evaluate offensive players. And quite simply at the shooting guard, we made a change from one of the most inefficient offensive players in the NBA for a guard to one of the most efficient guards in the NBA. It's a, mon- it's a monstrous change. Now, I can't explain to you minus 8.8 to plus 7 in that because there's a lot of other things that must have gone on. But Colin Sexton, as of last Friday, and he's only gotten better since, his points gained was a plus 0.6. When you try to find guards in the NBA, and I'll dig into this in a second more, this is for the season, that are better than 0.66, you don't find many. You find... Shea Gilgis out point six. You find Shea Gilgis Alexander at three point two. You find Tyrese Halliburton at one point nine. You find James Harden at one point nine. You find Steph Curry at one point nine. Every single one of those guys is heading toward being a Hall of Famer. Luka Doncic at one point nine. And for Colin Sexton to be point guard and be positive is in unique unique grouping, and he's only getting more positive every night. If I included this week, he'd be more than he'd be higher than 0.6. But being 0.6 as a guard's really, really good. And if you go to where Jordan Clarkson was as a starter for the Utah Jazz, he's gotten better since he came off the bench. He had another good night last night. Jordan Clarkson was one of the least efficient offensive players in all of the NBA. And frankly, so was Keontae. And so was Taylor. We got Jordan Clarkson was a minus 1.8 points gained. In other words, if an average player used his possessions, we'd score 1.8 points more than what Jordan does in the same amount of possessions. Keontae George, Taylor Tuck, Horton Tucker was a minus 1.6, and Keontae George was a minus 1.5. You've reduced down the minutes that Keontae's playing. You've reduced down the impact that Jordan's having. You're not playing Taylor. The three of those guys were a minus four every night. I... I I can't explain what a big deal minus four is on just to an average player in the NBA. Minus four is 30% more negative impact than Joel Embiid is a positive impact. Points gain tells you a little something here. All right. It's an incredible turnaround. It's just amazing. And we should, I'm just going to say it one more time. And then I want, then we're going to turn to Will Hardy on Colin Sexton yesterday, which was just an amazing answer to a question I asked. And then we're going to dig a little bit more into how good Colin Sexton really has been. Because he's been really good. On December 12th, the Jazz were 7-16 and 16 with the 27th ranked differential with only Detroit, Washington, and San Antonio worse. Since that day, we're 15 and four. They're 15 and four. With the sixth best offense, 
the 11th best defense and the sixth best differential overall. And the team has gone from minus 8.8 per 100 possessions to plus seven. Uh, no possible single explanation. And frankly, no, ex- I mean, just beyond reason. A huge amount of credit to everyone involved, obviously. It's totally beyond reason. It's flabbergasting. We're just getting started. Got a bunch more stuff. And Will Hardy on Colin Sexton is incredible revealing about Colin and incredibly revealing about who Will Hardy is and what a humble approach he's taking to coaching. Uh, And I think particularly for someone who's 35 years old, about to turn big birthday coming up. All right, it is Locked on Jazz. We'll hear that. We're just getting started. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. The Murdochs have been in Utah for over 80 years, and they have the no regrets approach. They want to make sure that whatever experience you have, you have absolutely no regrets to what's going on with your experience at Murdoch Hyundai, and they make sure of that with their incredible customer service. And I want to give you that customer service plus a little extra for being a locked on everydayer. Email me at dlock09 at gmail.com and we'll set you up with the VIP meeting over any of the three Murdoch locations in Logan, in Linden, or at the brand new 4646 South State Street, the beautiful new building that they've built there. The lineup of Hyundai cars, absolutely fabulous. I'm driving one of the Tucson's right now. It's just great. I just couldn't ask for actually anything more out of it. And the price point is just amazing. The Palisade is the big dog. It's absolutely beautiful in the SUV lineup. And then the Kona is the small, zippier one. Santa Fe's right in the middle there. That's what we got each of our kids along the way. Because when you say you'll never get your kids a new car until you watch them drive. And then they're terrible. And then you're like, oh, I'll give them the safest, best, most affordable car I can give them. At least that's what we did. And that's all over at Murdoch Hyundai, located 4646 South State Street. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Jace Medical. Jace Medical is here for you. The world is not always going by script. And you need to be able to have the ability to protect yourself and your loved ones and escape the crazy realities of power outages, supply line, supply line changes, whatever it might be. So there can't be anything more if you need someone, something for your sickness or your medication or life-saving medication. So here's what Jace Medical does. They create the Jace case. And the Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses from respiratory infections to skin infections, among others, stuff that can happen to any of us. If you're traveling, if you're just somewhere where there are outages and you might end up with uh, a supply line change problem, or you just want to make sure that you are always covered and protected. Jace Medical is there for you. Complete with your physician encounter will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared today. Go to Jace Medical, J-A-S-E medical.com and use offer code locked on to get 20% off your order. That's Jace Medical, J-A-S-E medical.com. Thank you very much for tuning in to Locked On Jazz today. Thank you for making Locked On Jazz your first listen. The everydayers, you're awesome. I have new little Locked On Jazz stickers. I had them at the game last night. So if you can't really have a flood of people coming by, but just to get a sticker, but I have them. So hopefully I'll find you everydayers out there and um, get them for you. Um, all right, I'm going to try something. I have not been great at this whenever we've done it. Um, so we're going to add Will Hardy to the stage. And here is Will Hardy yesterday on Colin Sexton. I asked him the following question. 
a little wordy, but I said, hey, if you look at Colin's career, he goes from lightly re- recruited to top pick to 20-point-a-game score to dr- so they draft someone on top of him. Then he gets injured. Then he gets traded. What has been the 17 months here to get him to the point he is right now where he's this playing this well and this much of a positive impact? And I got an answer I certainly did not expect from Will Hardy. I think Collins had way more of an impact on me than he would think. Um, I've learned a lot coaching Colin. You know, I think he. Of course, we just had. Well, that was that was bad luck. The computer just decided to do a little thing. I might have bumped something. So let's try it again. We'll just start from the top. Apologize for that. Um, So let's just start from the top. And here is Will Hardy on Colin Sexton. Take two. I think Collins had way more of an impact on me than he would think. Um, I've learned a lot coaching Colin. You know, I think he's uh, he's one of the most endearing players I've ever been around because of his effort every day and his attitude every day. I think um, there was a lot of narrative about Colin when he was first traded here as somebody who scored a lot in Cleveland but wasn't on winning teams, um, only thought about scoring, blah, 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 whatever it is. And I think that, um, you know, that probably seeped into my head a little bit last year. Uh, it would be like taking somebody on a date but calling their ex first. I'm not sure why you would ever do that, but that's the world we live in. Like, everybody comes with a narrative. And, you know, I needed to kind of look – this is truly amazing that this happens every day. Um, I think that like I needed to look in the mirror in the off season and have a little bit of humility about mine and Colin's relationship and just try to take it at face value. I needed to take Colin at face value and just go, Hey, whatever happened before he got to Utah is means nothing to me. And how has he been with me every day? How has he been with our team every day? And he's always done everything that I've asked. He's never complained. He has never come to my office and asked for more playing time. He has never asked for more shots. He's never um, questioned what we were doing. He just continues to work every day. He takes coaching. He lets me coach him very hard. Um, You know, there have been moments in last season that were caught on camera where people see Colin and I getting into it. And... um, there's no anger behind that. That's us trying to solve problems and get on the same page and for him to understand what I'm asking him to do. And, you know, this off season for me was about kind of resetting myself as it relates to Colin um, and trying to just put him in the best possible situation to succeed. It doesn't mean that Colin doesn't drive me crazy at times. Um, He does. And he knows that. And I'm sure that I drive him crazy too. Um, but we've recently had a conversation where I've told him, like, I'm not going to stop being a pain in the ass. That's my job. And I need to try to continue to help him get better. And I think this season we've seen Colin get better from the beginning of this season to now. Some of that is conversations he and I have had. A lot of that is the work that he's doing with Evan Brads and our assistant coaches. Um, and it's Colin, like he's bought into what we're trying to do and he's gotten better. So you know, I've learned a lot about coaching through dealing with Colin. 
um, because I think he was somebody that really came in with a lot of narrative around the type of player that he is. And I probably let that impact me too much last year. But, um, you know, he's somebody that has shown me that, like, you don't you don't need to listen to any of that at all. You need to just take people at face value for how they are when they get here and what they do when they're with our team. Um, and he's a big reason why we're playing well right now. He's uh, His energy is infectious on both ends of the floor. Um, he's a heck of a player, and we're lucky to have him. I thought that was really awesome and revealing both about who Will Hardy is as a head coach, that he's willing to kind of say that, and then also about Colin Saxon. That was the narrative on Colin. And there were reasons for it, frankly. Colin had an, the worst assist-to-usage rate of any player in the NBA. Collins, when Colin was a rookie, Colin's veterans basically revolted against playing with him in Cleveland. I mean, that's an overstatement, but if you go back and read all the articles, that's somewhat what they, like, we don't want to play with this guy. He has changed that dramatically. Like, his assist-to-usage rate, now he was, as a point guard, is how it was looked at, was in the zero percentile and fourth percentile in his first two years. And in this year, it's in the 42nd percentile. His turnover rate's actually way down. Like, he's just become a totally different player. His assist rate as a point guard in Cleveland, his first two years was 14%. This year, it's 26%. Um, you know, his points per shot attempt in his first two years in Cleveland was 102 his first year because rookies are not good. I don't know if you've heard me talk about that before. His next year was 113, and then this year, it's 122. So 1.22 points per shot attempt. His usage is no different. It's actually down a little bit from where it was at its peak in Cleveland. So this is an incredible transformation. Colin is respect. And I, I think you've heard me say this before. Colin, Colin's the most, I think that was a great phrase by Will. He's the most endearing player I've been around. He has probably the biggest heart of any player I've ever been around. But I had, I think I've said this on the air, or at least I said this privately, and I'll give him credit because he's surpassed this. That I actually don't think I'd ever been around a player when the year started who I thought had a bigger desire to do the right thing and be helpful and be the right teammate who wasn't capable of doing it. I, I didn't, I wasn't sure he was capable of doing some of those things. And I still think Will's put him in a perfect position. I, I don't want him coming up the floor and running the offense very often. He's doing it more and more and he's doing it better. And he's making better reads out of the pick and roll and understanding where to go with the basketball and working on his drills. And he's shared with us about the goggles that he's working with every single day to increase, you know, focus and areas and, He's watching film all night. Last night, he said to us in our post-game interview the night before him, and his work is relentless. His energy is never-ending, and so he's putting in the work and actually proving that he he can do more of this than and that at least I anticipate. I'm just going to put on me. I'm not going to say – I don't want to put anybody else's expectations on him. I'll just be honest about myself. Um, and it's really awesome. In, in the 19 games which he started, so when he and Simone Fontecchio go into the starting lineup, and that's when the – it turns. The Jazz are 15 and four since then. Best record in the NBA. Colin Sexton's averaging 22 points, five assists. He's shooting 52% from the floor and 41% from three. Now, the other one is that he's taking three or four threes a game, which he just simply wasn't taking. He's, he's shooting... 22 points and five assists a game. They're just, 
We, we can do like a really quick little search right here for guys in the league that average 22 points and five assists a game just to make sure we put all this in perspective. There aren't many, right? Like, in fact, let's do it. Let's go, and we'll do it actually from that date just so that we're not doing a false comparison to the season as a whole. But from December 12th to today, the amount of players that are averaging 21 points a game and getting five assists are not going to be very many. And it's going to put Colin Sexton in elite category, and that's the Jazz new shooting guard. Now, that's the craziest thing about it is somehow the Jazz have figured out a way to play Colin Sexton as a shooting guard at six foot one. And that might be, you know, every night. We talk about this as a joke that the amount of guys that like are that do this are because we call it Ron Boone talks about the six foot seven Colin Sexton, right? The, the six foot seven Colin Sexton thinks that somehow he's not six one. So the guys in the NBA that are averaging at least five assists and 21 points in this time period um, are Luka Doncic, Shea Gillis, Alexander, Giannis Adekumbo, Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, Anthony Edwards, Jalen Brunson, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Paul Boncaro, Dame Lillard, De'Aaron Fox, John Morant, Tyrese Maxey. I mean, these are the best players in the NBA in Colin Sexton. By the way, worth noting, Kobe White is having the same kind of revival in Chicago. But I mean, that's not the whole list, but that, that, those are the guys. And then you add in, okay, well, I want you to do it in 50% shooting, and the list gets even smaller, right? We suddenly add, start adding to the efficiency level that Colin is putting out on the floor right now and saying, oh, you have to do it. Now, I think that's a silly way to do it because it doesn't count three-point shooting, but you, you, end up, you end up without having other players involved. You had 50% shooting. You got Joel Embiid, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Giannis, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Pascal Siakam, Alperin Shingoon, Colin Sexton, Nikola Jokic, Damata Sabonis, and Zion Williamson. Two guards. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is a top five player in the NBA right now and Colin Sexton. 21 points, five assists, 4.8, 50% shooting. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Colin Sexton. And a bunch of Hall of Famers. That's what he's done. It's incredible. His effective field goal percentage is 58.5. His true shooting percentage, if you add his free throw shooting, which is probably the best way to look at it, is 65.2. What does that mean? With the usage rate over 20 and a true shooting percentage, Colin, Sext- Colin Sexton, Shea guard, Shea's number one, Corey Kespert wing two, Kai, Kawhi Leonard three, Jalen Williams, Oklahoma City, four. That's why they can't lose. Colin Sexton, five. Since December 12th. Overall in the league, guys with a 20% usage rate and a true shooting percent. What best true to shooting percentages? Jokic, Sabonis, Lowry Markinen, Chad Holmgren, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Turner, Corey Kispert, Nas Reed, Jonas Valanciunas, Kawhi Leonard, Colin Sexton. Jalen Williams, Colin Sexton. Top 12, most efficient player with a usage rate over 20. Top five wing or guard player with a usage rate over 20 and true shooting percentage. It's incredible. Rick Carlisle told the truth. We'll touch on that as we continue here on today's edition 
of the program. Thank you to Will Hardy for that. Thanks to Lawrence Scott of Jazz who uh, put those videos out and get me access to those so that we can have them on the show. It adds a great deal to our program. Rick Carlisle told the truth. I'll tell you what next. Today's edition of Locked on Jazz is brought to you by Better Help. The world is not the easiest place out there a lot of the times, and sometimes finding out why your brain is doing what it's doing, why you're doing what you're doing, why you keep getting yourself in the same issues or predicaments or problems, or how can I improve? That's what therapy is there for, and Better Help is the online answer for therapy. You can figure out, I like to talk about it, it's like performance enhancing for your brain performance enhancing for your performance on how you how you think, how you perform, what you get yourself into. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on MBA to get 10% off your first month. But here's why BetterHelp is so great. Because it's entirely online. So that's designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. We've gotten comfortable to talking to people in that way. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist. You switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So if you don't really vibe with the person you get connected to, then you go find another one locally, if you're doing in-person, one, getting to in-person is hard. Two, is if you can't find that person, trying to find the next person is crazy difficult. And that's where BetterHelp gives you convenient, flexible online therapy. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMBA to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, to find out more and find out BetterHelp.com to get 10% slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. Today's show is also brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. FanDuel's got a great deal for new customers, $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's win or lose your first bet, guaranteed. And the sports FanDuel Sportsbook got all the NFL matchups set up for you for the next week after the um, surprising performance of a few people out there. Uh, maybe the Cowboys and the Eagles predominantly out there uh, more than anyone. Here's what the NFL lines are. For next week, the Baltimore Ravens are an eight and a half point favorite over the Texans. The Niners are a nine and a half point favorite over Jordan Love and Green Bay. Detroit is a six point favorite over Tampa Bay. And the Buffalo Bills at home are a two and a half point favorite against the Kansas City Chiefs. In the NBA tonight, we've got some good ones. The Philadelphia 76ers host the Denver Nuggets. It's Embiid versus Jokic. You can get into the parlay with that one. Have a great deal of fun on that ball game with all of their uh, extra wagers and the rest. Uh, at FanDuel, the 76ers are a three-point favorite. The Suns are a four-point favorite against Sacramento. If the Suns were to lose, the Jazz would be tied with them for eighth, by the way. Uh, you can get in on a popular same-game parlay with Nikola Jokic over 25.5, Joel Embiid over 33.5, then add Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, Aaron Gordon, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Those $10 will win you $420 if you get that all right. It's all at FanDuel.com slash locked on to get your $150 first-time customer available for you. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get your $150 in bonus bets. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen of the day. Greatly appreciate it. So Rick Carlisle is the first coach who I thought gave kind of a decent answer to, and I talked about this on postcast. Why the Jazz are better. He said they're playing their tough guys. I asked Will Hardy the other day whether it's just as simple that Chris Dunn, Simone Fontecchio, and Colin Sexton play harder. They do. Chris Dunn plays harder than Keontae. I mean, it's not a comp thing, but like Jordan, like Colin Sexton plays harder. Simone plays harder. They, They play hard. They play really, really, really hard. The other one I want to point out on all this is that part of what's going on here is 
getting guys into more efficient positions and more useful things. I talked about Jordan last night that on postcast that like <clears throat> when Jordan was on the floor with the Jazz in his heyday, like if he has a good night, we won. And if we had a if he had a bad night, you just alleviated the damage. And we weren't at that point earlier this year. We were relying on him. Well, Jordan goes out with his injury, and Jordan was beaten up. I remember talking to Jordan. He was really beaten up. Prior to Jordan's injury, Jordan's taken 15 shots a night, shooting 39.9% and 29.5% from the field. 39.9 and 29.5. Since, since Jordan's come back, Jordan's taking 15 shots a night. Exact same. So his role's changed, but he's getting the same. It's still just as impactful. It's just as important to us. But he's shooting 45% from the field instead of 39.9. And 32% from three instead of 29.5. He's also averaging five and a half assists. Jordan Clarkson, since he's come back and come off the bench, is averaging five and a half assists a game. Like, I don't know we're talking about that enough. What an incredible kind of evolution of Jordan's game. Jordan has got 22 games this year with five assists or more. Last year, Jordan shattered his own personal record of seat with 27 games of five assists or more. In the two previous years combined, he had 11 and 12 in those two years, 23. So that's talking about maximizing who you are as a player and getting the most out of it. Lowry is just getting better and better and better right now. I, I don't, I don't, I think he might've been beat up more than we realized. Something's flipped in Lowry. The player we've watched the last few days is the Lakers game defensively against Anthony Davis. He's been really, really impactful. In fact, if we go back to the last 12 games of Lowry, he's averaging 25 points, nine rebounds, three assists. The ball movement from all these guys is incredible. Three assists. Lowry went seven games in a row this year without an assist. Or with one, I think. Now he's suddenly averaging three over the last 13 games. He's shooting 52% from the floor, 42% from three, and 91% from the free throw line. It's probably a little high. Just to, like from that. And that gets me to my last point. I don't want to end on a downer. But one thing we kind of looked at earlier when the team from back to the Portland game was, well, they're outliers. And I came up with no. Other than clutch game shooting, there weren't any outliers. And that being 500 seemed really, really feasible. That was that was my take, if you recall. Back if for the everyday, as you recall, we looked at after the, the Jazz kind of were 20 games out of the Portland, like how sustainable is this? And I said, I think actually in the next 20, the Jazz could go 9 or 11 and 10 and 10. Like, I think that was it. Maybe they would go 8 and 12. Well, okay, they're going to surpass that clearly because they haven't lost since we did that. And they beat a bunch of teams we didn't think they'd beat. But the fact was is that it was generally sustainable. They, they've now exceeded that even further. I will say there's beginning to be some numbers that are a little skewy. Like the Jazz starting lineup is shooting 54% from the field and 45% from three as a group with an offensive rating of almost 130. Like some of the, so that's cooling down. I, I don't think that's a big deal. And what I think that just means is we're not going 15 and four in the next 19 games. Right? Like, I don't think we're about to go win 60 games, be on the pace for the rest of the year to win 60 games. That's what we're playing right now. For the last 19 games, we're playing like a 60-win team. I don't really think the Jazz are a 60-win team. But are the Jazz a 40 to 45 to 46 win team? Maybe. 
And if they play at that pace the rest of the way, then they knock on the play-in in the playoffs, and they get, it's hard for them to get knocked out of where they are right now. And they win 44, 5, 40 games. And if they up that a little bit, maybe they do knock on the door for a six spot. And play. I mean, crazy. But I don't think that they're a 60-win team. And they're beginning to show numbers that they're playing at a 60-win rate, which is why they're 15-4. and four. And I think some of that is a little bit, we're getting a little bit outliery. So that's going to probably come moving back to the mean. I don't know if it'll come crashing back down. I think it'll come progressively back down a little bit, but fine. Right. So instead of being 15 and four or, you know, over a 19 game stretch, let's call it 15 and five, you're 12 and eight, 11 and nine, 10 and 10. That seems reasonable right now. That's crazy because let me go back to where we started the show. Seven and 16, 26th offensively, 26th defensively, 27th in differential. Detroit, Washington, and San Antonio were the only teams worse. Incredible by everyone. A lot of focus on Colin today. Will's quotes a large part of it. A lot of focus on various things. Incredible. Lowry's assist, Jordan's assist, Collins play, Kelly off the bench, John Collins we haven't touched on yet. Where has this come from? He was the he was the plus minus nadir of the Utah Jazz and had now been terrific. Everyone deserves credit. Don't want to single anyone out negatively or positively. Everyone deserves credit on where they are. We'll continue to talk about it tomorrow on Locked on Jazz. Have a great day. We now send you over to the first ever 24-7 national sports feed, Locked on Sports Today. Have a great day. Thank you for being an everydayer. I greatly appreciate it. Hit that bell button. Give us a thumbs up. Do all those things. Thanks so much.